Good morning. It's so I'm so glad you're joining us today. Welcome to Lighthouse. Welcome to the first message of the year I was, 2021. I was going to say Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy <laughs> New Year. Uh, one thing is I want to encourage you, if you haven't seen last week's message yet, please watch it, okay? Because it, it ties into where we're headed as a church and, and closing out last year. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Um, but one thing I want to I talk about before we even get started is I love our church. Like, like I genuinely, like thoroughly love our church and, and I love the vision of our church. I love the people of our church and I love the God that we serve as a church. And, and one thing about our, our vision is, I, I just want to keep bringing this up so we all know it, is we are, we are lighthouse. We are lighthouse. We've talked before how the, the body of a building of lighthouse is material, it's strong, it's on a strong foundation and, and that represents our relationship with Jesus. But then it also shoots light out, right? And I didn't hit you this time, Patty. So it shoots light out to the side and it reaches its community. And, and that's the, our vision as a church, that we have a strong foundation of Jesus. But then we also stretch out and impact the communities we're around. Our workplaces, our home life, our friends, our families, our Starbuckses, our wherever we go. <laughs> like those are our communities that we're impacting with Jesus. And what a privilege to do that. To partner yeah. up with the Lord and do that. I mean, that's that's like when, you know, your boss tells you, hey, you're on like the best team, <laughs> you know, and if your boss tells you that, you're like, well, I'm going to bring it, you know, and so why wouldn't we do the same thing with the Lord when the Lord tells us you're on my team and this is what I want you to do, you know, and so we should just be so ready to be like, I'm here for it, Lord, for all of it. So it's so good. So exciting. Yeah. Uh, announcements. We have some uh, exciting announcements. This Wednesday is our communion night. It's our first communion um, of the year. And so we are going to kick that off with just a time of uh, an, an intimate time of being together as a church family. So if you've never joined us, try to make it um, mark it down on, you know, set a timer on your phone, whatever you need to do to remember. But it'll be this Wednesday, this coming up Wednesday at 7 p.m. Am I right? Yes. 7 p.m. Yes. 7 p.m. This Wednesday. Uh, <clears throat> message us for the zoom link because we do that on zoom and we just come together you have something to drink something um to eat <laughs> um so we can do communion together as a church family and then on friday which is this friday at 7 p.m ladies we have our next art night so that's always a fun time of coming together and we chat while we get creative and we do art and you do not have to be artistic in any way to join us because the good news is you already are artistic and maybe you just don't know it yet. Yeah. Um, and so please, it's, it's a total like no, um, no pressure at all on, on making this like amazing masterpiece because we all make amazing masterpieces in our own ways. So please, it's just a fun time ladies to come join us. We um, get some art supplies together. Whatever you have will work. Um, we tend, we've been working a lot with paints lately. So just, you know, a heads up if you have some brushes and paints, then you can totally use that. If not, if all you have are crayons that you've saved from restaurant trips with your kids, <laughs> <laughs> that will work. We will make it work. Um, but we just want to come together and do some art. So those are my two announcements. Yeah. Um, On this, this Wednesday's communion, um, we're going to have a, a special guest is going to share, um, a word, and then also it's going to be communion for the new year. So we're taking communion together as we celebrate coming into 2021. So, and with that, can you pray for a tithe and offering? Tithe and offering, yes. Uh, you can go to our page, lighthouse805.com, and go to the giving page and fill out your information there. Uh, we also have a button on our Facebook page, and you can 
easily um, do give your tithe and offering through that way. And so we thank you in advance for your obedience to what the Lord has asked you to do. It's it's not, again, we always say it's not about the dollar amount. It's about your heart. Um, yeah. And, and the your obedient heart is really, that's where it is. And so thank you in advance. And we are so excited to see how the Lord is going to bless you in return. So with that, let's pray and then we can dive into God's word. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness, that every morning that the sun comes up, it's a reminder that you are on the throne and that you are sovereign and that you are just our all, all that we need, all that we strive to be. Lord God, and we thank you that with that, we can count on your love to guide us through each day. Lord, if we have nothing else, we have that, and that's more than enough. And so we thank you, Lord, for the words that you are speaking through Matt this morning, that he would um, just tune into what you're saying, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and would we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us and remind us and, and speak to us about, Lord. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What is, what's your New Year's resolution? I, I, I want you to think about it. Um, if you have one, put in the comments. If you don't have one, put in the comments. If you're still trying to work on a New Year's resolution from five years ago, you can put that in the comments. Whatever it is, put in the comments. And, uh, you know, I just, I wanted to check those out. Um, over the years, I think I'm always on the on the boat of, I've just, I, I don't really, I don't know if I've like been like, this is, this is the year for da-da-da on this, my New Year's resolution. I usually just try to, I don't know. I try to do something that, that has to do with the word or picking up like a, a word for the year, but. Well, if you ever have trouble coming up with any resolution. It's okay, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think for myself. <laughs> New Year's, um, over the years, uh, I've, I don't know. I've heard some like really good ones where like I've stolen people's, like they'll say it and I'm like, that's a really good one. I should just do that all the time. And I've heard some bad ones where I'm like, you know that, that, that feeling you have where you're like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> like that's not going to be good or like ridiculous. And there's some amazing resolutions. Um, and, and recently one of my favorite ones that I heard was I want to take naps on boats. And I, was, I laughed when I saw it. And then I was like, Hey, me too. I want to take naps on boats. So I messaged the person. I was like, dude, where'd you come up with that? That's hilarious. I love it. Naps on boats. Like that's such a random resolution. And they're like, you need to read your Bible more. And I was like, oh, they're talking about Jesus napping on the boat during storms. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. And I physically, I would love to take naps on boats. So if, if we could figure out how to make that happen, but then spiritually, I would love to have that, that anchor as well of if I'm in a storm, it's all good because Jesus is in control. Um, I, I also wrote down the number one New Year's resolution I have ever heard. Like the most people have said, I want to diet. Like that's, that's the biggest New Year's resolution. That's like the number one. I've heard so much from coworkers, from friends, from all the posts of social media. It, it has to do with like exercise and dieting and all this kind of stuff. Uh, choice of veganism. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. That's when you, someone chooses to be vegan for a little bit and then just forgets about it. Um, but I, I was thinking about that and uh, I, I, I thought about this. A diet will change how you look, but a fast will change how you see. And, and I want to encourage you, if, if you're in the, in the New Year's resolution moment, we're trying to choose a New Year's resolution um, try to flip it over to not just something that's going to benefit you physically, but tie it into something that's going to benefit you spiritually. And, and 
as I was, I was praying for this message today, um, I was, I was asking God, I was like, okay, uh, are we still in Capernaum, Lord? Like if we're in Capernaum, lead me to Capernaum, speak to me out of, if this is Capernaum, if we're just going to, you know, move into the next year and we're just going to start fresh and this is where you're leading us. And, and I was praying over this message and the series and, and God specifically said, um, changing your city is not an end date. It's an ongoing kind of thing. And so the, the Lord impressed me that we're, we're taking the sermon series that started in 2020 and we'll go through into 2021. Um, I don't know when we're going to end it. We're going to keep going until the Holy Spirit stops speaking about this and starts speaking about our next season of our church. But change your city. Um, if, you, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 9 right now. Um, but the Lord has been speaking about Capernaum to us as a church, specifically about changing our own cities. What, what our cities is, what our city is, is our communities. It's our friends, coworkers, family, aunts, uncles, people that we see and connect with and we're connected to. That's our city, right? It's not a name of like Ventura. It's my city is this, this, and this. These are my communities. And this whole sermon series is about Capernaum, which is the city that Jesus ministered in. And the, the beauty of the name of Capernaum is it's village of comfort. And so we're tying this whole sermon series of how do we change our cities? It's when we step out of our own comfort zone and trust in Jesus. And, and that's what this sermon series is about. And so with that, the Lord placed on my heart for 2021, the first message of the year out of Capernaum in our sermon series, Change Your City. It's about two blind men who persistently followed after Jesus because they were blind and they want to be healed of their blindness. And, and the Holy Spirit started revealing stuff to me in regards to this message and this, this scripture. And so if you have your Bibles open, Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, jumping straight in, says this, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind man came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this, but they went out and spread the good news about him all over that region. Today's, today's message, it's... It's entitled, New Year, New You. New Year, New You. And today, I, I want to look at the perspective as if we are the blind men and we're pursuing Jesus. I'm not saying that we're physically blind. I'm, I'm, I'm asking us to today to reflect on, is there a blindness in my life that I need to be healed from? Is there something I am blinded by or blinded from, or is there some kind of blindness? And so I, I wanted to go through, God was placing in my heart different blindnesses or, or different ways that we're blinded. Um, so these are specific areas that can blind us from the kingdom of God. Uh, things that, that like to come in and, and almost like a sin and, and cause us to not see the vision of God, to not see what's happening around us, not see what Jesus is trying to do through us. And when we're blinded, we miss out. 
We don't see it, we don't comprehend it. We can miss what Jesus is trying to do in us and through us. And so in the year 2021, as we start this off, let's address any areas that are trying to blind us from the kingdom of God. So the first one is blind from denial. Blinded from denial. Things have changed, but we can refuse to adapt and follow Jesus into new seasons. I, I, I was thinking about this one and reflecting on it and, and the Holy Spirit was speaking about this is, this is the number one in 2020. COVID struck and a lot of believers refuse to adapt to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Refuse to follow after Jesus into this year. There's still some believers that don't believe that, that church can exist without physically meeting there. And they are blinded by the kingdom of God at work right now. And, and please understand, God did not cause COVID. Please yes. understand that. This He's here to redeem God's it. God's doing. Yes, it, it is what the Lord can do through the most awful situations that we are presented with as, as a whole, as a whole community, as a whole people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not, please understand that God can work in any situation and not even a deadly pandemic can stop what he is doing. Yeah. Amen. It, it's when we're, when things happen, we can choose to be blinded by denial or choose to have faith in Jesus. There's no other criteria about it. Either you trust Jesus is doing what he's going to do and you're following after him or you're stuck waiting for something else. And that's when you're blinded by denial. Another, another blindness that can get us is blind from selfishness. This, this creeps up like so subtly and not just in 2020, but like all the years, right? Selfishness. Well, I don't, ah, I just don't like that. I don't, I don't like how, you know, this book is over here. This, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, you know, I don't like meeting on Zoom for communion. I don't like that. Don't be blinded by selfishness and you miss the kingdom of God. Just because you don't like something and it makes you feel uncomfortable, like get past it. Literally our whole sermon series. I'm hoping if you didn't, if you didn't catch any of the other messages, you catch this one. Selfishness is, is seriously trying to creep in and blind believers in missing out on the kingdom of God. Literally our sermon series about Capernaum moving past our comfort zone. And in reality, selfishness is trying to put us back in our comfort zone. Don't be blinded by it. Blinded, blind from bitterness. Oh, okay. Like a little guilty here. All right. <laughs> blinded by someone or something that hurt you. And now you're just bitter. It's like, oh, I'm not, wait, yeah, I'll help out. I'll serve. I'll do this. I'll do that. Wait, who's going to be there? Oh, I'm busy that day. Uh, I'm going to serve in a different area, right? Like, have you ever been in those shoes? Like there's bitterness that is, has seeped in and has gone somewhere because you're refusing to forgive or something happened or someone said something or, or whatever. And it's, you've allowed this bitterness to become a blinding factor from the advancing movement of the kingdom of God. Like this is seriously, don't start your 2021 off with any areas of blindness. Blind from isolation. Like you have been alone for a hot minute 
and now it's uncomfortable to start meeting in a community again. That, that, those are the moments when we are, the more alone we become, the less community we have, right? We lose vision of the kingdom of God because when we're alone and we're isolated and we miss out on community, the word of God becomes just, just about me and not about the kingdom of God. See, when we're in community, it, it forces us to be in a collective and creative, and it causes us to, to wrestle with certain things that, that, I mean, imagine the disciples. Like, they didn't get along, you know? Like, their backgrounds should not have gotten along. Matthew, the tax collector, and, the, and Peter, the fisherman, they shouldn't have gotten along together, but they're walking behind Jesus, right? That's, that's what happens. They, they were not blinded from isolation. They were able to overcome the things that were holding them back. And, and the last one that the Holy Spirit was putting in my heart was blind from disobedience. Blind from disobedience. Psalm 119 verse 29 says this, keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Like, I love that verse just listens. Keep me from lying to myself. Right? Is there any area in your life where you're sitting there and you know it's bad? And okay, like, <laughs> like the trash can. Trash can needs to be emptied at our house. Like we all woke up, we're getting ready for church. And we're like, we got to empty the trash can. Okay, I got to empty the trash can. Okay, okay, I was going to say it's us. It's me. I got to empty the trash can. And getting ready for church, I'm like, oh, shoot, I, you know, I'll just do it after church. And we're sitting there, and, and everyone else knows it stinks. Like, it stinks real bad. And we're just avoiding the area of the trash can because it stinks. But it needs to get done. Like, I can keep lying to myself. Of, the stink isn't that bad. But it's gotten to the point where it's not just stinky in, in my nose. It's stinky in everybody's nose. And the stink is now progressing past the room with the garbage. Please, if you're going to message, we're okay. I'm taking the trash out today after service, okay? Relax. But that's, that's like us in, in areas of disobedience, right? At some point, when we're blinded by disobedience, it not only is impacting our life, right? Like the trash is just impacting me because I know I got to take it out. It's now impacting others around me in a negative way. Your disobedience, your blindness to disobedience will cause others others to be impacted. Others that love you and care for you and others that need the love of Jesus, right? There's two realms of influence that are negatively impacting out if, we, if we're blinded by disobedience. So uh, we're going to move into doing life together. This is something that we, we do every Sunday. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're in a community right now, you're meeting with other believers, you're meeting with other people in your home, on a lawn, in a park, a Starbucks, in a boat, on a boat, I don't know, <laughs> like Dr. Seuss style. If you're meeting with anyone else right now, I want to encourage you to wrestle with these hard questions, maybe one-on-one -on -one with other people there, one-on-two. -on um, if, you're, if you're watching this message alone, I want to encourage you to write in the comments right now. And that here's what we're going to do, doing life together. What has tried or even made you blind to the kingdom of God. You know, maybe it's one of these that's, it's causing you to, 
to be blinded by the kingdom of God from the kingdom of God? Is there something that's creeped into to your own life where you're saying, yeah, this, <laughs> I heard it. You said it. I, I should deal with it. <laughs> Maybe it should be my new year's resolution. And, and what, what blindness tries to sneak into your life to prevent vision? Maybe it's God's vision over your life. Maybe it's the church's vision. Maybe you hear the vision of the church and you're like, ah, I don't want to do that. It's not, that's not comfortable. Maybe God's saying, hey, I want you to reach out to so-and-so because they're going to hear me through you and only you. And you're like, ah, that's, ah, that's uncomfortable. Or you, you deny it. Uh, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that was just I had spicy food earlier. You know, what? What is it? And so I, I want us to take a moment. Let's do life together. Um, drop in the comment. Uh, drop a comment on the, in Facebook, YouTube, um, and talk about it amongst yourselves. So let's do life together. Yeah, we can start off with um, Nakia had messaged or commented, sorry. But blinded by the idea of perfection, which is really disobedience. It sometimes paralyzes me from taking action on what I know God has called me to do. And when I just need to take messy action, and we walk, we talked about that last week too, it's messy action is better than no action. Um, to move and walk in boldness and step out on faith and trust that God will meet me where I am and guide me whether I can see what's happening or not. And it's so good is something I know I've, I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> And I have to intentionally get messy to be able, you know, it's like you face your fears head on kind of a thing. Um, but I, I so vividly remember the Lord speaking to me once of, he had told me, he's like, I'm never going to lead you down a, down a blind alley. And even if that's where you choose to go, it's like, I'm always going to make a way for you. And I thought, man, even in those moments where I am, and, and Nikia's right, that perfectionism mm. is a kind of disobedience because that means we're trying to take the control of everything. And we're not meant to do that. Um, and even when I choose to do that, I know that the Lord is always there to remind me of saying, okay, this is the path you wanted to take. Let's work with this. I can work with this still. I can redeem it still. And so that's not to say go ahead and make those, you know, disobedient choices. <laughs> That's not to say that, but just knowing that if you have gone down that, that route, you know, the Lord can redeem that. And it's also a check to make sure you're not doing it again. And then Patrick com uh, commented, I often feel blinded by busyness, too busy to sit and listen to what God has to say. I need to set the busyness aside and open my eyes to what God wants me to see. And that's so true. And mm. we read that. I mean, we live in a society where that, you know, we're always busy. There's always something to do, somewhere to go. You know, and, and it's just a lie from the enemy to telling us, so these, you have more important things to do. You don't have time to just sit at the feet of Jesus and just listen. And I love that Pat put that, just to sit and listen, to listen to what God is trying to say. Um, and, and we see that in, in the Bible with Mary and Martha. And Jesus was very specific about that. You know, I, don't, I think he's speaking to generation after generation of put that busyness away. There, it's always going to be there. You know, those dishes will always be there to be washed. There will be more. And if you live in my house, they're always there. <laughs> um, the laundry will always be there. And mine is currently sitting in the dryer, but that's all right. Um, you know, but this is just the realness. And I bring that up to just be real of those things can wait. We, 
we have more important things to do, like sitting at the feet of Jesus. Uh, Jessica saying, being busy causes my blindness. So another, again, another one, that busyness. I think the Lord's speaking to a lot of us. There have been times where the Holy Spirit spoke and I knew it, but I didn't take the time to listen. And that's that whole difference of hearing and listening. You know, mm. you can hear something and, and, you know, and acknowledge, oh yeah, I heard that. But when you actually take that time to listen, that's such a key word. I think that's, that's, oh, Holy Spirit is totally speaking. So we need to listen. <laughs> um, Nathan says we both said, oh, so him and his wife both said bitterness. Mm. People that rub us the wrong way and the most innocent things they say can drive us crazy. Hard to love them like Jesus loves. Oh, that that resonates <laughs> really, really well. Um, it's not something I'm proud of, but we get it. <laughs> totally get that. Yeah. You know, it's just little things can just trigger. And and I, I really do think that that's just the enemy. It's the enemy pushing your buttons pushing our buttons. Um, and I, I remember having a conversation with someone. It's like the enemy knows exactly which button to push and when. And so if it could be those little comments that really weren't meant to be anything that we read too much into them. And we're just like, oh, <laughs> this person again, you know, of course they would say something like that. And, and then it just, that root of bitterness can go in deep. And that one's a really hard one to get rid that's, of. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, I think, everyone including myself <laughs> but like that's the that's the heart of like what was uh jeremiah you know because he was bitter at those people and he didn't want to go go over there because he didn't like them and it was like the is a whole ordeal like that's well, jonah got swallowed by a fish because of his disobedience. i think i meant jonah trying to save him. <laughs> i totally meant jonah <laughs> my bad i see just, i know i know what he was trying to say um but yes and look what happened that that bitterness of I'm not going to go talk to those people like why yeah. would I like you know and I think a little bit that's like that bitterness that's the disobedience that's a fear holding him back so I'm sure there's some fear of mm. like if I say these things Lord what are they going to do to me and I think that's another one that we can all relate to Jonah <laughs> do all those things of like I, I you're crazy I'm not going to do that don't tell me what to do yeah I got this <laughs> and, it, and it goes back to what you were sharing earlier um with selfishness I feel like that touches a lot on our conveniences. When we are inconvenienced in any way, that's when that selfishness just kind of goes through the roof of, mm. of um, rationalizing why I don't need to obey, why I don't need to do what God's telling me to do. So thank you guys for sharing. Let's see, Janelle is saying, laziness can blind me and turn to selfishness and disobedience in me. Yes, and I feel like with, with laziness, that's again, that rationalizing, like I just need some me time, but then that me time, which is okay, totally okay. But then that me time can just turn into like being too comfy in that. And again, that I'm inconvenienced. I know I like, <laughs> I find a moment to sit and somebody will ask me for something. You know, one of the kids will be like, but mom, I need a snack. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's like, <laughs> cause the, the danger on that, it's like me time could turn into me all the time. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, and Albert is saying fear is the big one. And I think that's honestly mm. like the root for all of us. Al, it, it's that fear, fear of all of it, um, of consequences that we come up with on our own, uh, fear of what if I fail, fear of this is just going to, you know, it's going to ruin my life. <laughs> Again, th those conveniences and that laziness and the selfishness, it's all like 
bundled up in this package. Yeah. So thank you guys for sharing. Keep on putting your comments in there and, and we go back and through them. And please, if you're, if something has hit with you um, in somebody else's comments, you know, let them know, encourage each other, say, hey, you know, I was dealing with the same thing and this is what has helped me. You know, I haven't gotten it down all the way, but it's, I'm a work in progress because that's where we're all at, right? Um, so please just continue to have that. You know, we're doing, that's what doing life together is. And right now we just so happen to have to be doing it online and that's okay because it still works because God yeah. can transcend through it all. So please continue to, um, and that's commenting. And, that's, and ultimately that's the vision of our church. Like, I love how God is not only allowing for, you know, him to move forward in all of our lives, but in practicing our vision of our church, like doing it in communities. And so we're able to practice this now because ultimately it's going to keep growing and communities are not just going to be in California, but to be across the United States and maybe some people in different parts of the world. I'm, you know, it's gonna be awesome. And how fun is that to know that we can be in community with others in, in others, like you said, other states, other countries of saying, hey, like, I know somebody in, you know, I don't know, in Florida who, you know, we connected over this one thing and now we're there being accountable to each other. And that's, uh, that's how the Lord intentioned life to be for us to be able to be in community with, with people yeah. who are not like us at all, even. Um, and so it's just so fun. That's so exciting. All right, let's stepping out of doing life together. Let's go back and read our, our core scripture today, Matthew chapter nine, uh, verse 27. As Jesus went off from there, two blind men followed him calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him and all over that region. So I just have a few things that uh, God was revealing the scripture to, to bring out today in overcoming blindness. Whatever area of blindness that, that we're all addressing, I, I'm believing that we're all going to say, you know what? This is the area that has blinded me from the kingdom of God, and I'm going to deal with it. I can't, I can't go any further into the year 2021 until I deal with this. And, and we're going to deal with it the same way that these blind men dealt with it. So number one, they pursued Jesus. That's the first thing. Look at, look at the interesting thing here. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on a son of David. When he had gone indoors, meaning who knows the distance these men were following blindly after Jesus, right? They could only listen to however, wherever he was talking. They could only listen to where the crowds are going. Who knows? But they pursued Jesus, even though they couldn't fully see where he was leading them. Are you catching this? Please catch this. Sometimes following Jesus is scary because we don't know where he's leading us. And a lot of people say, you know what? I don't see where I'm being led. I want to know all the steps. Step one, step two, step five, step 500. Give me all the steps before I fully follow after you because it's too scary. This is, this is where we're getting at. The first step, the first thing that we need to understand is we have to pursue Jesus, even though we don't know where he's leading us sometimes. Pursue Jesus. Just because you can't see what he's doing right now doesn't mean he's not working. 
pursue Jesus. I love that, that the thing that really, really impacted me was the fact that they kept following him. Right? We have instances where someone will call it to Jesus for healing, like, hey, can you heal me? And he's like, yes, healed. But it doesn't even say that he really acknowledged them. And who knows how long they followed him. And at one point, he acknowledged them and Jesus worked in their lives. Pursue Jesus. Number two, know the authority of Jesus. Know, know what Jesus is. Know who he is in your life. Have the relationship. Know the full authority of what Jesus can do. And you can only understand the authority by reading the word and spending time in prayer. Do you know it? Do you know the authority of Jesus? Like, get it in you. Know it. Why is this a point from the scripture? Because of one line that they said. Look, in verse 27, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. Son of David. Why is that significant? Because in, in the research and, and looking of what theologians said in this, son of David was actually a title. It was the title of Messiah, which identified the full authority of who Jesus was. Emmanuel, he, he, this is God among us. Why is it significant that these two blind men say it? Because it's the first occurrence in the New Testament. No one else had said it before them. And they had the audacity to say, this, this is the Messiah. And because we know who you are, we know what you can do. And that's the authority that we need to know. Because I know who you are, Jesus. I know what you can do. This is, this is the full authority. This is what they knew. They knew Jesus. They knew what he could do. This is everything here. They pursued him. They knew his authority. And then lastly, they have some faith. Just sprinkle some faith in there. This story is really interesting in a lot of different ways. And I'm only touching on a few of the things that, that God had placed on my heart to speak today. I want to encourage you, um, if you get a chance, jump in our Bible study on Thursday night. Uh, the, the time is going to be in the comments below. You can also email us at info at lighthouse805.com. Like, dig deeper into the word. Sundays are, are great. We bring the word of God. We, we listen to the Holy Spirit and we speak out what we hear. But don't let that be it from what you hear from God. Dig deeper and jump into the Bible study. The third thing is have some faith. What? Look at this. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied in verse 28, going to verse 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Why is this unique? Why is this different? Why is this special? It's because he, he's essentially saying, because you have faith, not in proportion to your faith. 
the interesting thing about this story and the thing that just like boggles my mind is Jesus didn't heal them based on an amount of faith that they had, right? They didn't have 25 faith dollars. That's not, that's, first off, that's not a real thing, okay? <laughs> Second off, it's not the amount of faith that they have. Jesus just says, because you have faith. And, and it's, Patty, I was, we were talking about this message, and Patty's like, it, it's affirmation that when Jesus says, if you have faith like a mustard seed, if you have a little bit of faith, if you have any faith, th- this is this is what triggers Jesus's action. This is because you have faith, right? And and I, I want to encourage you. If you've ever said, you know, I just don't, I don't have enough faith. I just need some more faith. It's not the amount of faith you need. That's you have any at all. And I love, I love the, they're calling out, yes. And he's like, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored according to your, because you have faith. And, and I love that. So this week, uh, we're going to head into next steps. And I want to encourage you. Um, our next steps is just verse 31. We read it a couple times. Verse 31 in, in uh, again, Matthew chapter 9, verse 31, if you want to write that down. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. That's it. I, I want to encourage you. I, I have the assumption that, that the Lord spoke to you. I'm going to assume and have faith that you understand that there is an area, maybe that there's blindness, that you're blinded from the, the kingdom of God, that something is in your life, like some obstacle, some roadblock. And I assume that you want it removed and healed by the mercy of Jesus. I, I'm just going to have faith that you are going to do that. But the next steps is right after that. What do you do now? What do you, where do you take that? So next steps, verse 31, spread the news about Jesus to your city. This whole sermon series is called Change Your City. You can't change your city unless you talk to your city, unless you act within your city. I, I, I genuinely want you to pray and seriously pray about methods of, of sharing the news of Jesus to your city this year. You know, what are ways that you can show the love of Jesus? Maybe you already are. And maybe God's going to give you new insight to expanding that. Maybe you're saying, I just, I, I don't know. I can't deal with where you're blinded and then move on. Jesus, where, where, how is this? What does this look like for me? You know, and, and as you spend time in prayer, God's going to start revealing that. And we encourage you, if if you're if it's confusing to you, if you don't understand it, if you just want someone to pray with, Go to our website, fill out the contact form, drop into the comments saying, hey, can I talk to a pastor? Email us, info at lighthouse805.com. Direct message us, anything you want. Mail us a letter. <laughs> However you want to get in, in contact, we would love, this is, we're so passionate about this. And, and I want you to understand that you have all the resources through this community to, to reach and change your city. So, 
Again, half the vision of Lighthouse is the strong foundation of God, right? A lighthouse, it's built on the rock. We need to be built on Jesus. And, and we've, we've had messages of this, the strong foundation is our relationship with Jesus, but the light is our relationship with our community. And, and starting with 2021, how are you shining out into your community? And, and I, I just, I sense it. I feel a couple of people saying, you know what? All my community is in different states. Perfect. Jesus is not limited by state boundaries. Reach out and maybe have an online community where you can Zoom, Facebook video, Google video. All our devices can do video. Do some kind of video and watch the message and do life together with them. You can be part of a community. How, how are you going to do life together? So Patty, can you share and then pray? Pray us into yeah. worship. And I just felt like the Lord was just saying like your past does not define what you can do in your future. So don't allow your past to hold you back of saying, well, no, but this is what I've done. Or this is what I said to this other person. Like they're never going to allow me to speak into their life again. The Lord can redeem anything. Yeah, He can redeem anything. And so it just is a matter of coming to before him and saying, all right, Lord, let's do this. (laughs) That's taking care of uh, the blindness of fear of selfishness, of laziness, of disobedience. When we come before him and say, I'm ready, let's go, let's do it. And honestly, there's, it's, it's funny because we'll be singing a song in worship today. And one of the lines says, I came here with nothing, but all that you've given me. And when we think of what the Lord has given us, Mm. that's more than enough. We, we are set. We've got God on our side. We've got Jesus who has redeemed us holy, we can move forward in what he's calling us to do. Amen. So I'm going to pray. And would you just join us in worship? Would you come before the throne and saying, Lord, here I am, raw and vulnerable, ugly crying. (laughs) He doesn't care. He wants that. He wants your genuine, um, your, your genuine heart of saying, I want to do what you're calling me to do and not allowing any fears of any kind any blindness of any kind to hold me back because ultimately what we do in this world is far greater than just us alone it's it's to further his kingdom and to see heaven on earth while we can you know while we're here and doing our part in that so join me in prayer as we get ready for worship father we thank you for your word and we thank you god that as we address um we can address some of the heaviest things father some of the scariest and darkest areas of our hearts, and we can lay them before you fully knowing that you love us through it all. And so thank you for that alone, Lord. We thank you that there is never any judgment coming from you. That no matter what the lies that the world is trying to tell us about who you are and who your character is, God, I pray that those those lies would never reach our ears. That on the other hand, would we continue to press in deeper to say, no, I'm going to prove the world wrong. I'm going to show them what a loving God I serve, that you are not a God of judgment. You are not a God of wrath. Mm -hmm. Lord, but would we be so ready to be your hands and feet and say, I'm going to show the world just who my God is, the authority that my Jesus has. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you because you've given, you've given us that authority. And so we go into this world, Father, holding your hand through it all. 
Lord, you're, you're going to take care of our fears and our worries. You're going to provide all that we need in every area of our lives. And so we thank you for that. Father, as we come before your throne, we, we, we set ourselves in a posture of worship before you, giving you our all, the beginning of this year, Father. We lay it all before your throne. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship.
say I'm chosen. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I'm chosen. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. It's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. My father's house. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. to you, God. We have a place in your family, God. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that with this new year, you are making us new. You make all things new. In the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. So I to your careful hands when I trust you I don't need to understand so make me a vessel make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be God, I came here with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, 
thinking through some of the key key themes that that pastor spoke in the word today and some of them are just really just for in the forefront of my mind I think of specifically the word go and that's that's what that verse was telling us is to go and it reminds me of a, a really old song that says go ye therefore teach all nations go Go, go, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost. Go, go, go. And that's our next step this week, that we go. We go, we therefore, we teach what we know about the Lord. We share his love. We share our testimony. Go. That's our next step this week. I want to hear about where you're going and where you're going and who you're reaching. Please reach out to us. We're excited to see you guys every Sunday. Keep saying those comments. Keep sharing this word. 
God has good things in store for everyone. And they don't know unless you share it. So go. God bless you guys. See you next week.